Hey everybody, you're listening to Showing Up with your host, Edward Terrace, and today I wanted to talk about the long game. So this is definitely going to be kind of a more of a business-oriented podcast episode rather than kind of my lifestyle or motivation kind of tips. When I first came to Chicago, before I came to Chicago, I lived in Hawaii for a really short period of time, a little bit less than a year. And when I was there, I worked at this company called Keller Williams. It's a real estate company over there. And something that they really harped on that's kind of transitioned myself to how I do business here in Chicago, not exactly the same, but pretty similar, is they have this thing called the 33 Touch. And the 33 Touch is essentially just, you know, reaching out to your your database of like past clients or sphere of influence of people by email, calls, text messages, uh, you know, now how as it's developed, we have our touches in regards to social media. So there, it's a whole mixture of things of just kind of really being top of mind to the customer that you've worked with in the past to help you, you know, continue to grow your business, have that repeat business of using them, uh, of them using you rather, and then, uh, you know, them potentially referring you business. And that's something that it, it was the first thing I learned in real estate. So I wasn't a super heavy cold caller right away when I transitioned to coming back to the Midwest and doing business here in Chicago. What, what really transitioned for me was that database. And I've done a really good job over the past three years of maintaining that database, keeping things up to date, and cultivating it. Now, I haven't done the best job at it, of course. However, that really is the lifeline of any business. I remember growing up and my dad, he it wasn't the most complicated or extreme system, but my dad's database was in his phone. It was just all of his numbers of all of the people who he's ever worked with or did jobs for were in his phone. He would always save a contact and he, he worked, worked as an HVAC technician. And I'm super happy that he has moved on from that point in his life in regards to he still works in HVAC, but he works at a basically like a supply shop where the guys who are still in the field helping restaurant owners and, and property owners to keep them going, he helps supply them. But it's great because he's at that point in his life where he can, you know, still provide a high level of value to the market and the community, but he doesn't have to put his body on, on the line anymore. Because, you know, for anybody that's worked in the, in an industry like that, just where your body is so involved. I just remember so many stories about him holding serve like, units above his head and just crushing his shoulders and hit his knees and just going up ladders and being in attics that are just like almost 200 degrees when he used to work in Texas. And it's, um, but that was really kind of the first experience I had in regards to a database. And I remember my dad, when he would switch his phone over, he'd be getting a new phone because he could, you know, buy parts online uh, to better help his his clients because he could, boom, he could get a part in a couple days versus when he used to do business in the past. So he would get a new phone. And in that new phone, 
he would say to the person who, you know, that, that customer service rep or whoever it was at the, at the Verizon, and he'd be like, hey, you've got to make sure that these numbers, I don't lose them. Because, <laughs> by quote, this is what he would say. I need to get these switched over. If I lose it, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> because that was that was his livelihood. That is his business. His business. People are his business. And I mean, in any one that you would see, that is the lifeline of, of any of them. It is the people that you work with. And from, you know, seeing the intensive approach that Keller Williams took in regards to maintaining and cultivating their database from seeing my dad having those numbers, it, it showed me something, especially growing up when I'd be driving in the van with my dad, because when, when I was growing up, my dad and I, the way that we spent time together was I would, I would reach, you know, I'd reach out to my dad, like talking, like I'm reaching out to a client. I would talk to my dad. I'd go in the other room and I'd be, I'd say, Hey dad, you know, what are you doing today? And he'd be, Oh, well, I'm, I'm running over to this area. And it was great because I could I could sit in the car with my dad. We'd be driving for 30 minutes. And when you're in the car with anybody, you know, that's really when you have the best time because you're secluded from the rest of the world. You could really have that one-on-one time. So that's what I love doing with my dad more than anything. And uh, it's something I want to kind of get back to is, you know, my dad still drives to different areas to go pick up parts for his company. So, you know, probably when I go up next time, that's what I'd like to do. And... When we would be sitting in the car, his phone would get lit up. I mean, he would leave his phone for maybe an hour. And when we'd come back from moving parts in and putting a unit in at a church or wherever we were, his phone would just have so many voicemails, so many messages. And it wasn't like my dad wasn't cold calling a bunch of businesses, right? He would, of course, he was meeting people and telling people what they did, and he'd give his business cards. But after the certain amount of time of where he had maintained this database of people in his phone, then it would just kind of come back to him. So it kind of returns back to that compounding effect, right? When you build a relationship and you provide a high level of service, and the the perception and the idea of accountability with that person, it's compounding because with a relationship, anytime you're going to get business from somebody, it's because of simply the phrase of, oh, check this out. This guy's awesome, right? Like that is how a lot of times mouth to mouth or like we're, however you say it, referral business comes from. So when I seen that with my dad and I started to have past clients in my first year of doing real estate in Chicago, you know, the first year there was maybe a hundred people, right? I knew zero people. And too often I would see these really experienced agents in my office and they would work with a client and they'd be so busy that they wouldn't, they would do the deal, boom, and that would be it. No follow-up after the person would move in. They wouldn't save their name, their email, or their number. Because 
they they'd just be too busy. They'd be like, I got too much stuff going on. And eventually after doing 15, 20 deals or whatever it was, then eventually it becomes overwhelming, right? It's like when you let your house get too out of hand, when it gets too dirty, well, that eventually becomes too overwhelming to actually take care of it. So you just keep putting it off and off and off. But if you just do a dish here, do a dish there, it, it doesn't become so hard. And if you develop that habit from the get-go, you're going to cultivate that database a lot faster than you would if you put those things off and then you never actually develop that habit. And that's something that would excite me. It was it was almost like a a competition within myself is every time I would I would help somebody out or I'd provide them some form of value even if we didn't even do a deal together. I would say, "Hey, if we got a good relationship and a lot of times I will work for people for free. Uh, almost 70% of the time I do work on things, I don't get paid for. You know, just like when I would go on service calls with my dad, we would drive somewhere and this old woman would not know how to flip a switch on something, right? That happened all the time. And a lot of people, my dad would talk about the competition in this small town and He'd say, you know what, what this, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but you know what this guy would have did? He would have charged this old woman 60 bucks just for us to come out here. And then he would have flipped a switch. He said, by me taking care of this woman, I'm going to do so much more business because I didn't try to rip her off because she just simply didn't know something. And that's something I try to remember when... I'm out there in the field and I spend a couple weeks helping somebody out. Don't get me wrong. It definitely hurts when like you, you've given your all to somebody, but I, I try to remember that it probably hurts them too. Like it's an awkward situation when you really pour your heart and soul into something and then somebody else ends up going a, a different way because of whatever reason, even if it's out of their control or even out of your, out of your control, you know, that they're, they're people too and they feel it. So I'll get a lot of people who say, you know, hey, Ed, we ended up, ended up going this way, but you were such a great agent to work with. If we ever need anything, we'll let you know. And I've had so many people in the past that have had great experiences that ended up sending me business. And a big part of that is people feeling comfortable and there being that rapport. You ever had those moments when somebody pissed you off or somebody ended up doing business with somebody else because of something that was kind of uncontrollable or maybe it was controllable and you got so angry at them that it caused all rapport to be broken, that person now no longer feels comfortable with you and they're not going to do business or want to send you business because even if they did something that was wrong, right? It, but you get upset towards them they're never going to feel comfortable again to reach back out to you, even if you, they did have a great experience with you, because they simply don't feel comfortable. And I think that's something that really translates in regards to what I saw with my dad, is those old women, the anybody in the area, they felt comfortable with my dad, so they were always going to call him. So when I think about my weeks, I'm, I'm not doing it perfectly yet. And there's definitely times where I, I had a great experience with somebody and they had a great experience with me, but I didn't save their information. It's it's something that I'm consistently working on. 
But when I first started, right, you can go to an area and it's going to be tough. I promise you that. I promise you. It's going to be so hard. You're not going to have anybody. But too often people quit before they realize the potential. Now I have, in the past three years, there's about seven or 800 people who I've worked with, who've had great experiences with, and I have their information. I have their email. And the next step that I've taken to really cultivate that database is something I really should have did a long time ago. I'm more so a caller, but a lot of people, they don't answer their phones. They, they text message instead, or it takes numerous attempts to reach them. So I do still call people to check in once in a while. I don't harass them, obviously, but just quick check in. But what I've kind of turned towards because of that situation specifically is, you know, my weekly email doing Chicago market reports, basically, even if it's information, they don't care about it. it. I try to make it as concise as possible and not boring, right? But that content, essentially, they don't really need it at this point in time. Some people read it. They love it. They're active in the market. That's phenomenal. But the biggest thing to that weekly email is them just seeing my name. That's it. There, I've had people in the past few weeks who've been getting my email and at first, you know, no responses, but I had, you know, a few hundred people open it. Well, that's a lot more people that open my email that see my name than the amount of people that actually answer my phone call. And I've been getting those quote unquote random callers or those random texters. And that's a huge factor in business that we have to keep in mind as well is we have all these calls we have all these emails going out and when we get somebody who reaches out to us it feels random from our database that that reach out of them feels random but it's not it's the daily weekly monthly year to year activities that have built up them gaining trust with you, gaining comfortability with you. And then when it comes time to when they need you, they reach out. So it it feels random, but when your day-to-day activities and your habits from the beginning or to whatever the time in which you decided to start building that database of people who know what you do, it doesn't become random anymore it becomes a natural reoccurring thing. I get probably maybe once a week or once every other week, I get somebody who I worked with in the past or that I worked with in the past that referred me somebody that is reaching out because they are, again, looking for somebody to help them with this. And a lot of times people look at real estate or they look at a business and they think to themselves, you know, that is, it's inconsistent and you can't really depend on getting that right, that commission check. They're like, ah, oh, it's just, it's, I, I, I can't live my life with that uncertainty. But it's, yes, at first it's tough, right? Like a lot of you guys who follow my channel, you understand, okay, when I first started here in Chicago, I would, I would drive Uber in the mornings 
to have enough money and I would then go do my real estate classes and then I would meet with my real estate clients and then if I could fit in some Uber in the afternoons, you know, I would do that. So yeah, there's definitely some uncertainty and you have to put that little bit of extra work in while you're getting to the next step. But once you start to do those daily activities of providing value to the people you've built relationships with, when that's consistent, then the income is then consistent and dependable. So if if you're thinking about turning up your business or starting a business or a vlog or whatever it is, know and understand that it's going to take time to develop those relationships and for people to actually, when they think about something, they think of you. Right, like I have a vlog channel that's going on right now, and I I've probably been I've done a vlog every week for the past like 35 weeks, and I haven't missed one, but it, it definitely hasn't catched a ton of steam. I maybe get 20, 25 views a week. Sometimes I get a really good vlog that gets like 100 views or whatever, but from my experience of watching somebody else's business grow to developing my own and having those no results or quote unquote zero results for the past few years, I understand that for someone to subconsciously think of you when they're thinking about watching a vlog or needing help in real estate, that it's going to take time for your name and their idea of you to be built in them. That's not something that's just going to happen overnight. So I've been okay with being broke. I've been okay with being poor, but it's um, it comes with the understanding that things aren't going to always be this way. It, it's just like when you're living in severe pain, if you can stop and think to yourself, am I doing the things that I need to every single day to get where I want to be? That should be what makes you happy, not the amount of income. I have so many people or certain people rather in my life that would would try to motivate me with um, the, the concept of money. Yeah, obviously I'm trying to make money, but that's not what I'm focused on. What I'm focused on is the things that actually make me happy is like yesterday, Megan and I or the day before we were heading back to the city of Chicago and I got this call from a woman that's looking to buy a house. I met her at a Starbucks shop maybe six months ago, right? Half a year now. And she's I've been updating her on the market. Every time she has a question, I'm there for her. And she gave me a call and I answered immediately because, you know, my, my job is the person who she's going to work with. She, she's not buying a house. She's yeah, she is buying a house. I get that. But more so, she's buying me. She, like She's becoming comfortable with me. So as soon as I get those calls, I answer them right away. Because that's the thing about being a real estate agent or somebody in business is people aren't going to be walking in your door when it's convenient for, for you. They're going to be walking in your door when it's convenient for them. And that's what you're getting paid for. So yeah, it's it doesn't all add up like, okay, I'm working nine to five for these couple weeks until we close on the home for them. No, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm taking a, an hour phone call here. 
I'm taking an hour phone call there. I'm sending emails with cops to what they're looking for. It, it, it's a production-based form of income versus a time-on-task income, if that makes sense. That, that is what motivates me. Not the, oh, you know, me like chasing this commission check because there there's so many other things that I could do and, and so many other jobs that I, I, I could have went into and I'd be making more money than I am now. A- guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed. I could, I could go in, I could make that money. But for me, what excites me the most, and like I was telling Megan today is it, when we were having our one-on-one coffee talk that we pretty much have every day, is that what excites me the most is those calls. I made zero dollars on those calls. That didn't motivate me. What motivated me is her calling me, me being resource for building that relationship and knowing that there's so much more that's going to be positive in my life than just a paycheck. Her being excited and be like, Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time for this call. Um, and just, and I said, absolutely. Like anytime you need anything, I'm your resource. That's what I'm here for. I'm not my, my, my vendetta or my objective isn't, oh, I'm going to answer this call because, you know, I'm expecting to get paid. I'm expecting not to get paid. And to have that mindset that that's what motivates me. And I, and I think that ultimately people can see that when, when they work with me. And I think that's what probably brings me more happiness than anything. Whew. Well, that was long-winded, guys. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, if you have any questions about you know, how, how you might be able to develop your business or kind of shift your mindset, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Edward Terrace. And uh, I would love to connect with you and see what you guys are doing as well. And I'll see you next time.